Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on the woes of shipping. I love Christmas. I love the hunt for the best deals. I love giving the gift. I love getting the gift. Unlike some, for most things, I prefer buying online. I like shopping from the comfort of my own home. I like searching, putting it in my cart, looking for coupons or better deals. I like clicking on the process order button. And I like the wait. It's like Christmas. You know, you, you've got this gift and it's sitting there, right there, ready to get it. But you have to wait to open it. Every time I see the delivery service person show up, it's like seeing Santa come right down the chimney and saying, you were on the good list, not the naughty list. But what are the concerns with shipping? Is there a right and wrong way? Which carrier should I use? And what if it takes longer than expected? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. One of my favorite things about Christmas time is the waiting. It is the waiting for things to arrive, and then it's the waiting to open it up, and then it's the just wonderful excitement that I get when I do open it up and then get to use it for the first time or see it for the first time or have it for the first time. And all I have to say is when I'm waiting for something in the mail around Christmas time, I stay giddy every single day. It's it's like that present sitting under the Christmas tree and you can't pick it up and you can't shake it and you can't sniff it and you can't, I don't know why I'd sniff it, but you know, you can't do whatever to it in order to find it out because you don't have it there. It's not tangible yet, but the idea that it will be tangible, it's like Santa coming down the chimney and delivering the presents. And so I am excited for the postman to show up as Santa Claus and deliver my packages. Yep. So, Jason, what's in the mail? Oh, I've got a ton of stuff in the mail. And I, I also, I, even, even not around Christmas, I love the, the mailman coming or the mail carrier coming to the house. Um, she drives a pretty loud truck, so you can hear it, you know, revving up. And she hot rods down the street, so you... And, uh, <laughs> she has dual exhaust. Yeah. Has- <laughs> it's a pavlovian response that i have to that so i hear that and i go running out to the the mailbox much like whenever i was a kid and i heard the ice cream truck i'd go running out see what <laughs> see what they got for me so i've taken it even probably even a step further um because that excitement of going out to the mailbox and getting a package or getting something with your name on it is huge for me but um i don't know if you use do you use uh, united states postal service informed digest do you use well, that? Well, I just go to the website. Like, they send me the tracking number, I okay. click it, or I just toss it in Google, and then it gives it to okay. me. Okay. So there's something you can sign up for, and it's called um, UPS Informed Delivery. And they will send you every day, they will send you, like, pictures of your mail coming to you, and it tells you what packages are coming. And so you get, like, a little early sneak peek of what's going on. So I get that daily in my email, and it's exciting to me. And, you know, a lot of it's junk mail, or right now it's Christmas cards or whatever. But down at the bottom, there's uh, (laughs) – it's funny we just said this because just now on my phone, I got an alert from my Nest doorbell cam that said package just left at the front door. Uh Uh-oh. Do you need to go down and get I, it and then come back? Or yeah, let's pause. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> let's pause the podcast. Um, but yeah, so so I've got that. I love. I I will even check my my Nest cams to like look and see when the the mailman has come or and I can zoom in to see if they put a package in there or not. So I am I am borderline obsessed with packages. There's an app called Parcel that will check your email and send you um, updates when there's a new tracking number and give you updates. And unfortunately. The parcel app that I have right now has been very disappointing because everyone that I have says arriving <laughs> yeah. late at the moment. Yeah, mine too. Every single one of them, it was like, will be delivered <laughs> on Monday. And today's Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to read you what is coming in my um, my deliveries right now, which is very exciting. And I'm going to read them in order because I feel like you deserve that. I do. Um, chronological. I need it chronological. Well, yeah, I'll I'll do it alphabetically and then by tracking number. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. 
so the first thing I've got coming is a Dunlop Mini Expression Pedal, Mini Volume Slash Expression Pedal, and that's going to go with the HX Stomp. Okay. I don't need a whole lot of wah in my life, but when mm-hmm. I do, I need it. And so yeah. I've got that coming. That's actually really nice to have that cocked wah yeah. sound and get it stuck there. Like a normal wah pedal right. kind of flops around. Right. Well, and actually I believe that a mini pedal needs to have a mini wah. Mm-hmm. If you if your wah pedal or your expression pedal is larger than the pedal in which you are plugging it into, True. it just seems wrong to me. True. So I've got I've got that coming. I've got the uh the mini volume in and I've, you know, I see a lot of people use them and they swear by them and they say they're great. And it's, what's kind of cool about them is they can fit on that front row of a pedal train and just be about the size of a pedal. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. I also have some new cable coming from Disaster Area. I'm going to rewire my board up. I've got the, you know, I've been using, I've, you know this, I've done my board so many times. I've got cables already made up and I'm just constantly moving them. So now that I've kind of got it settled into what I think I'm going to stick with for a little while. <laughs> At least two days. When I say a while, I mean at least this the rest of this year. So we've got yeah. a couple weeks left. You have to keep posting up on Instagram. I know. Reminder to everybody, we still have the Instagram, the Tweed Couch. Yes. Uh, go become followers, friends, whatever. But Jason, you've got to post up yeah. your recent pedal board for everybody. Yeah, it's not the same as it was last time. And so I... I, mean, I know. I just, you know... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've got no excuse. It's just kind of like, I mean, you know, when when you catch somebody lying to you and you're like, hey, don't ever do that again. You're like, I won't, I won't. And then, then they do it the next time. It's like they can't help it sometimes. And that's how I feel about this pedal board. Like, I'm happy with it. And then I'll be, you know, cruising down the gear page or reverb and see a pedal I've got to have. And next thing you know, here I am. Yep. Selling something off to buy something else you don't need. Yeah, <laughs> like- exactly. Yeah. Another drive pedal. I look at it like this, and I, I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I look at it as everything that I do that's guitar-related, even if it's uh, rewiring my pedal board. That's something that's just a hobby to me. It's just a pastime that I like to do, that I enjoy. And it's not like, you know, like playing, and I know a lot of people are this way, but playing is like, you know, 98% of their guitar life. But for me, just unfortunately, it's just not. Like, my guitar life encompasses a lot, but a lot of that is reading about it and you know, wiring up pedals and, and doing all sorts of stuff. I just, I just enjoy everything surrounding it. So I've got that. Yeah. I will find myself, you know, surrounded by gear that I should be playing. And what I end up doing instead is researching gear instead of playing my gear. And, you know, but the thing is, is it's, it's part of the hobby. It's part of the excitement. It's staying up to date on it is fun. And I, you know, I like it. And if this is a hobby, then you can do whatever you want with it. If it's a profession, then you got to do something else. And so when I need to be a professional, then, well, then I got to practice. But right now, pandemic, well, I don't have to do that as much. Yeah, And I will say, I forgot to add that um, the Dunlop Mini, I purchased that in November. So, you know, today is December 12th as we're recording this. I purchased it at the end of November and it shipped out December 1st and it's still in transit arriving late. So... So where'd you get it from? Uh, Primax. Ah, that's New Jersey. Yeah. So in transit, arriving late, as many things are going to be. Just a little teaser. Okay. So uh, disaster area that was purchased last weekend. And on Monday, um, it says shipping label created USPS awaiting item. So I am still waiting on that one as well. Um, I was lucky enough and I put that in quotes because I don't think lucky might be the right word, but I was lucky enough to grab a premier guitar mystery stocking (laughs) as was I. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, I've tried for years and last year is the first year I ever got one. Oh, great. And, uh, yeah, it's in transit and arriving late as well. Okay, so this is what we need to do. Okay, I, I mine's arriving late as well, Perfect. so mine was was shipped because I was lucky enough to get one as well. Actually, the site crashed within a minute. Yep, they always do. And uh, I checked again about ten minutes later, nothing. Yeah. Twenty minutes later, nothing. And then finally, about forty minutes later, it was back up. Yeah. And so I went ahead and and I purchased one, and it was shipped on. Uh, let's see, tr- the label was made on the third of December. Yep, mine too. Shipped on the fourth of December. Um, it was supposed to arrive on the 7th, which was Monday. Last update I got was on the 8th, and it says, currently in transit. Yep. 
And now here it is four days later, and it's still evidently in transit. Yeah. Even though it was supposed to arrive on Monday. Yeah, it's, yep, absolutely. It's, uh, transit is a magical place, apparently. I don't know where that place is in transit, but I want to go there because that's where all my stuff is. Yeah, seriously. Um, maybe it's purgatory. It could be. You know, like, like pedal, you know, it's kind of in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's shipping box purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing I've got, you know, I've, I've jumped back onto the HX stomp, the line six HX stomp recently. And, um, one of the things that I struggle going back and forth with is I don't know if I want to I don't know if I want to do presets for each pedal on there because you know it's only got three buttons. I like having to tap tempo, so I like that. So that leaves me two buttons, and so I found this thing. It's called a Jet Micro HX. It's made for HX Stomp. It's a little mini pedal size pedal that's a, a MIDI controller that goes in, and you can assign it to do a ton of different functions. And basically, I think they describe it as it unlocks you know all the functions of the HX Stomp. So I've got that yeah. and uh coming in and I'm pretty excited about that. That I'll tell you that one shipped out um Tuesday and it is in transit arriving late. It was supposed to, I got a <laughs> I got a note yesterday saying it was gonna be on time. It was gonna be here today and now it's it's uh in transit. Um oh. and then the last thing on my delivery is the thing that was just delivered and um I'm gonna have you I'm gonna have you read it out loud the top one i'm going to show you through facetime the top one and tell me what that top delivery is uh it says harry styles sequin pillowcase that's right. funny h dot 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 yep. dot dot yep that's that's what was just <laughs> delivered so in a day where i could have had pedals or cables <laughs> delivered i am receiving my sequin harry styles why are you getting a sequenced harry styles pillowcase i don't think sequin even describes how amazing this thing is. It's one of those that, you know, when you push down, it turns all gold, but when you push it back up, it's got Harry Styles face on it. Oh yes. That's what it is. And so please tell me that it has like his shirt wide open. It's like showing his bare chest or something. (laughs) Gosh, I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. Um, no. So, so that one is, um, I've got a student right now that is a kind of a family friend. I've known her mom, and dad for years and she's in my class this year and she's obsessed with Harry Styles and um <laughs> one day in class it was kind of towards the end of class we were um just looking at the most ridiculous items possible known and like there were Harry Styles she's obsessed with Harry Styles of yeah. course and so we're always making fun of her for it and we're just giving her a hard time and and I found this sequin pillow and I was like I've won the prize for the most ridiculous gift and uh, anyways, um, her birthday's, I think, next Saturday, and her mom invited my wife and I to her drive through birthday party celebration, and so I'm just going to throw that pillow at her as I drive by. I think that's how it works, right? Yeah. You just throw? Yeah. Yeah. I usually so, just throw things at them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and- Knives. I guess I'll slow down enough, I guess, that we can hit her, but I'm pretty much just going to- Yeah. If you don't hit by. her, you have to ask for it back and then drive through again. Try like circle the block, come back again. Is it going to yeah. be frisbee style or is it going to be catapult style? Definitely frisbee style for me. Okay, so make sure you aim to the side so that it just kind of yeah. glides into gotta, her chest. It'll be awesome. I mean, I'm a science teacher and and we do teach physics a little bit, so I I, I think I'm good. I, like okay. I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice beforehand. Yeah. Well, make sure you do it in a moving vehicle. I will, and I'm going to use the non-Harry Styles pillow because I don't want to mess it up. But Right, set cruise uh, control. Tell Kim to have cruise control because you shouldn't be driving in throwing. Yes, absolutely. And actually, I'm going to buy the Harry Styles cutout so I can practice. I'll throw it at that. Oh, so oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah you can get a fat head of it or something. It's kind of a theme I've got going on. Yeah. Yeah, do you guys have a sunroof? Uh, no, Kim does. I don't. Oh, too bad because then you could just go through the sunroof. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. We'll yeah. just take her car. Uh, champagne in one hand. Harry Styles yep. pillow in the other, partially well sequin moved now, over. Now that I think about it, you have a convertible. <laughs> That's really taking it I do. next level. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. yeah, it could be like a parade. Yeah, you're sitting on the back waving, and then all of a sudden Harry Styles is next to you, whoom, coming at you at you know 23 miles an hour. I'm gonna whip it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you've been working out. Well, I like to, I don't want to brag. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, so, so I will tell you the reason that one was delivered, and I'll let you guess. Why do you think? And and this is this is probably me being a teacher, and you're a teacher too. But I'm going to ask you a, a a thinking question a little bit. Okay. Why do you think that some of my packages are in transit, and this one was delivered promptly within two days? Okay. So, uh, well, it could be location. So, is it geographically closer? Could be. Okay. Um, another reason good, could good be, yeah. Another reason could be that they didn't send it USPS and instead they sent it something There you else. go. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't want to get political here, but um, Amazon is a privately owned company. Yes. And I have received not only Amazon, but also FedEx packages in a very timely matter. USPS, on the other hand, my brother, his gifts, his presents that are going to his house, I specifically only looked at Amazon because I went, well, at least I know it'll get there by Christmas. Amazon, if you need guitar items, I highly recommend that you either order from Sweetwater, which almost always ships FedEx, Amazon, or pay the little extra if you need it in a hurry to get FedEx, UPS, whatever, today because USPS is doing the opposite of killing it right now. Yes. Yes, they're they're keeping they're, it alive. They're staying alive. Ah, yeah. ah, ah, ah. <laughs> wow, we're off the rails already. <laughs> yeah, I, love it. I love it. It's like let's keep this focused and timely and here we are singing staying alive. Yeah, I know. All right, so is that that's everything that you have then? Yeah, so that's that's all I've got coming right now. I'd love to say that I have a uh, you know like a Doctor Z Zrek Junior coming, right? But yeah, no, uh, an, an actual 1958 or 59 Explorer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so here's what I got. So I, I've got the mystery stocking coming as well, which is which yeah. is cool. Um, someday, hopefully, cool. I'll put that in quotes as well. Uh, you know what? We're gonna do it. Let's let's do let's open our mystery stockings as a podcast when we get them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. If if we get, let's change that to if we get them. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Let's do that, and then we'll either. So that means we're either gonna make that next Sunday's podcast, or um, okay. possibly next year on Sunday's podcast, depending on when yep. USPS gets the yep. thing shipped. All right. All right. So we'll do that. Okay. So I've got that coming. And I also, and you did this to me mm-hmm. because you, you spoke so highly of it. Yep. You know that I am one of those people that I I loved the Kemper. And I honestly, I still love the Kemper. Um, but I wanted something simpler. And so now I decided to get, I decided to get the uh, Iridium because mm-hmm. I got the HXFX mm-hmm. and I went, you know what? I'm going to put the Iridium with it because it's really easy to tweak yep. and use on the fly. So I have these effects. This. Okay, great. Then I got the Pod Go because it was brand new and I went, this will be easy to tour with. Yeah. And it honestly, it is. It's super easy to tour with. And it's I went, awesome. all right, great. This will work out great. Got the expression pedal, everything already built in. But you got that hx stomp again yeah and it got me thinking yeah i know well that's even smaller and easier to tour with and so i got 25 percent off at primax yeah and i ended up getting an hx stomp and so that is actually on its way um it is actually the closest so even okay. though it was shipped four days after the mystery stocking hmm. it is supposed to arrive sooner like it's in irving texas right wow. now as opposed to the mystery stocking which has been stuck in iowa yeah for yeah. a decade so wow. anyway so i've got that and then the last thing is actually i got this morning a coupon uh for musicians friend and it was 20 percent off and there mm. are things that primax does not have that musician's friend does have. Okay. And so I am going to get some Daddario nines because I play tens. That's my string of choice. Yeah, I play tens and I've seen so many people say, you've got to do nines. You got to do nines. And I'm more of a touch player. I don't just hammer on the yep, strings. Me too. And when I switched over to tens, I did hammer on the strings. Okay. So I'm thinking I've, I've matured myself mm-hmm. to nines. You yeah, know, or at least wow. my style has evolved to 
nines. So okay. I'm going to give that a shot because I've got percentage off. Yeah. And I also ordered the Tascam TH200X, which is studio headphones. Nice. Because okay. if you've been following on Instagram, which then you know that my headphones that I've been yeah. using for the last 25 years since I was a teenager... Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit the dust. They bit the dust. And I know that you guys can't see this, but Jason has the exact same set of headphones. Yeah. We didn't even know that we had the same set until we started doing a podcast. And he's flexing on me right now. I'd like to think of it more as a tribute to your fallen headphones. Oh, oh well, you would be a tribute if it was a reissue. It's not. It's the original, and I love those. And you're, um, you're hurting me right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't help it. I That's take it. better care of my stuff than you do. Yeah, you just don't use it. <laughs> I just don't use them. No. I use them once a week for this. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll just have to have one for me and one for my homies. I. Uh, that's I, what we'll do with Nick. I am <laughs> we'll very, do another bourbon one. <laughs> I am terribly sorry. I, you know, I sent my regards to you and your headphones. And uh, I did appreciate the flowers. That was yeah, nice. It was, yeah. And, um,. <laughs> I just, you know, the card was really, really sweet. I, I, just, I just want you to know that I've been thinking about you and your headphones, and uh, I know those yeah, other ones can time never replace. Need. Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag twenty twenty. Exactly. Things have to go. Things suck. All right. Well, so Jason, if that's what's in the mail. Yes. Do you that? That's what you're getting. Do you? How often do you actually ship gear? Oh, probably. Uh, you know, I'd say probably. Two times a week, maybe I would say I would say every two weeks, probably two to three times every two weeks. So, so there may wow. be some weeks where I'll ship a couple and then other weeks whenever I'm, you know, not shipping any. But yeah, I, I ship pretty often. I've actually got a pretty nice little setup going now um, where if, if I sell something on a reverb or, or, you know, the gear page or whatever, Facebook Marketplace, I can from start to finish grabbing the pedal to having it ready to go. It's about a... Less than five minute process now. Gosh, that's amazing. Yep. Like, so for me, I, I avoid shipping, you know, so I ship gear maybe once a year and that's when I can't sell it locally. Yeah. I, you know, I prefer to just meet the person in person. They get to see what it is. I get to receive the cash and then I move on. You know, if, if it's a guitar, man, I don't want to ship the guitar. Um, if, if it's a pedal, I don't want to ship the pedal. I, you know, I just, I just want to get it done and, and I don't want to pay the fees. That's the other thing is I don't want to pay all the fees that go with it. The fees are rough. Honestly, trying to ship it for me, it just seems like a headache in the sense that, you know, I've got to go find a box. I got to pack it. I've got to track the thing and make sure everything's good. I got to figure out which carrier is going to give me the best deal and what is it going to really cost at the end. And honestly, I also don't want to deal with the dreaded sob story if they go, oh, I need to return it because it's yeah. just not what you said it was or what I like or whatever. And although most of the time I go, hey, this is as is, you, you're the one that bought it online. Occasionally there's a good enough sob story that I'll find myself going, well, if you'll pay to have it shipped back, then I will refund what you put into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I haven't had very many issues like that. And and to address a couple of those things, you know, I what yeah. I did is I ended up um, and and I actually learned this from Primax. I think I think they were the ones doing it. But you can order online. You can order these padded envelopes or just USPS envelopes that are priority mail flat rate envelopes. And basically, if they fit, they ship. And you know, it's perfect for pedals. So I just ordered. I think I ordered ten or twenty at the time. And you know, now I've got probably. 20 to 30 and they're just waiting. And so, so my process is I, I sell whatever and you know, you get PayPal or reverb or whatever. And, uh, I'll just go with my laptop and I will print the label off. I ordered from Amazon a pack of like a hundred sheets of labels and they've got two per two per sheet. I run them through a laser printer that I have that cost me like 40 bucks on Amazon, run it through, print the label. I stick it on that, um, flat rate envelope. I put the pedal in there. A lot of times if it's an expensive pedal, you know, I, I always have a box for it. So I'll put it in the box first, but then I'll wrap bubble wrap around the box, stick it in there, seal it up, stick it in my bubble box, put the flag up and and I'm done. That's it. 
I mean, it's simple. No trip to the post office, really? no pickups, nothing. And the flat rate envelopes end up costing, I think they're seven seventy five. So less than eight bucks. I'll tell people, you know, shipping is ten bucks. And so yeah. and sometimes that'll cover a little bit of my fees or my materials or whatever. But yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's a simple process. And if it's something over, like if it's over a hundred bucks, usually what I'll do is I'll take it to the post office and drop it off. But if it's under a hundred bucks, I'll just put it in my mailbox and have them. Gosh, that's, so, that's a good idea. Not, that's a, yeah. that actually is a nice tip. I didn't even realize, realize that that was actually a possibility yeah, so, to be able to do that. So it's cut down a lot, but I had one guy that mailed me a, um, I bought that Klon KTR and he mailed it f- to me and he charged me, I think he charged me like 25 bucks to ship it. And I was like, that's ridiculous. But he had a good price on the pedal. So I was like, whatever. And uh, when he shipped it to me, he sent me a picture of the the receipt and it was like 29 bucks. Like he, he just took it to UPS, let them box it up, let them do everything. And it was 29 yeah. bucks. And I'm like, you could have saved $22, but... You know, yeah. Whatever. So when I actually ship things, you know, the methods that I'll use to pack it, you know, I always want to find like the smallest box possible. Yeah. You know, well, with, of course, uh, a filler, a packing material in yeah. between, yeah, you know, the actual item in the box and everything like that. And, you know, honestly, I'm a box hoarder. I am, too. I hoard boxes. So finding a box is actually usually not that hard. Like I have probably five, six guitar boxes mm-hmm. because you never know when you're going to sell one off and need to ship it. Absolutely. But at the same time, I do know because I rarely sell one off and ship it. Yep. So I'm fortunate enough that I have a house and I have a big attic and I just toss it up there and they just stack up. And then sometimes I have to make a couple of piles, yep. but I'm, I'm a box hoarder. And I, and honestly, I'll even reuse, I'll like take the packing material and leave it in the box so that I can just grab that stuff if I ever need it and all that. Yeah, me too. And also when I, when I end up shipping like a guitar or something like that, I will make sure that I actually reinforce the inside and detune the guitar. Now, Paul Reed Smith ships theirs completely in tune. And to me, that seems weird because I'm like, well, doesn't that put the neck under some sort of attention? And honestly, it's Paul Reed Smith. Their necks are fantastic. So uh, it's probably fine. But I don't necessarily want to put it under tension. So I'll detune it and then I'll kind of put some some reinforcing things inside it and, and all that kind of stuff. Do you have any like special like packing methods that you use whenever you're shipping something other than like a pedal? Well, yeah, I keep, I mean, like you, I keep boxes. um, I keep guitar boxes every time I get them. And um, I I usually try to overpack everything because I've seen the horror stories of things. Um, I've gotten to where I really like, you know, and this goes for my buying too. Like I I won't really buy an amp online anymore or I won't buy an amp anymore that I think I might sell eventually. You know, pedals... I'll buy knowing that I might, or I'll trade them knowing that I might sell them. But if somebody wants to trade me an amp, I have to make sure like I really want it because amps are so heavy. They're, they're expensive to ship. Um, yeah. So, so what I've done whenever I shipped an amp, honestly, is I usually tell people, Hey, it's going to be expensive and I will charge what I think FedEx would charge me to walk in there with the amp, give it to them and say, y'all pack it, y'all ship it. And well, that's usually about what a hundred bucks. Yeah, easily. But I had somebody at, at FedEx tell me, he goes, hey, do you have anybody that works for American Airlines in your family? He's like, no, I don't. And he goes, they get really good discounts, like the same as um, like employee discounts. And so if you have anybody that works for American Airlines, um, you know, reach out to them because they can get you good discounts, which I still don't get that. So what I've decided to start doing is is whenever, you know, I'm trying to sell an amp online, I, I think, what price could I get for it? And then I start deducting PayPal fees because, you know, when you get at that point, when you get to a, an amp, you know, most amps are going to be, you know, at least at least 600 bucks, if not more usually. So you're looking at pretty decent PayPal fees, too. So I've gotten to where what I'll do to, instead is I'll just knock the price down pretty low, take the PayPal fees and the shipping off and just try to sell it locally and just sit on it for a while if I need yeah. to. It's, it's just not worth especially if there's a cabinet. I mean, if it's just an amp head, I can deal with it. But shipping a cab is just, it's 
it's it has not treated me well in the past. So I don't do that. As far as guitars are concerned, um, they've gone up so much over the last couple of years. I used to be able to ship a guitar for, you know, probably thirty bucks, and now yeah. it's it's going to be a hundred to ship a guitar. Yeah. But yeah, I just I, what I usually try to do is is you know put it in the case and um, I'll detune it as well and just make sure it doesn't wiggle around in there too much. But then I'll I usually build either build a box around it or I will put it in a box and then put that box inside of a box with bubble wrap or peanuts around it. I just yeah. you know I just don't I don't want any accidents happening. So gosh, I don't ever want to be that guy. I want people when they receive whatever, you know, and they have their new gear day. I want it to be an exciting day, not a day of like crap. Is this going to be destroyed when I open it? Oh yeah. And you know, and it's, it's crazy because the way that I ship a guitar is not the same way in which I will fly with a guitar because flying with a guitar, you know, honestly, they get a lot of the same toss it into a cargo bay, stack it, do all that kind of stuff. It can still fall on its head. It can do all that. And I don't tend to pack that very tightly or very uh, securely, you know, more than it goes in the case, it goes in the belly of the plane. Yeah. But interestingly, whenever I go to try and pack something to send it somewhere, like the last one I sent was actually to Paul Reed Smith because I needed warranty work done mm-hmm. on my hollow body too when i sent that thing off like i had stuff inside it i had stuff in the uh in between the strings and the uh the fretboard and i had packing bubble wrap around it and i created like this you know piece of cardboard that went over where the uh the headstock went in the case and put mm-hmm. it in the i mean i it was not going to move you know so i mean for me Shipping, shipping is just, it's stressful. It's very stressful. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Let's hear from another sponsor. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, if you love family-friendly, if you love camping, then you should look into LifeFest. LifeFest is one of the largest Christian music festivals in America and draws attendees from across the United States to worship together, deepen their faith, and strengthen relationships with family and friends. This three-day event features dozens of artists, engaging seminars, and much more. This year, in 2021, we have two festivals— Come join a party with a purpose in Oshkosh, Wisconsin on July 8th through 11th or on the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bon Agua, Tennessee on July 29th through 31st. I'll see you there. All right. So speaking of stressful, what (laughs) is the worst packing job you have ever seen on something that you have received? Oh, gosh. Um, I... Not too long ago, maybe about a year ago, actually, I bought a vintage sound amplifier. It was kind of like a Princeton reverb, like a boutique version of a Princeton reverb. I bought it from that guy, and I thought, you know, at the time, I think it was on reverb, I, I kind of offered him uh, lower than, I, I lowballed him pretty, kind of. I mean, not terribly, but I think he had it listed at like, you know, ten ninety nine. I think I offered him nine ninety nine, which, you know, that's not really a lowball, but it's... No, not it's really. I usually don't offer that low. I I usually try to tend to, you know, offer pretty fair. But um I didn't think he would accept it and he accepted it. And so I get it and it showed up in a um like one of those Home Depot moving boxes. Huge moving box, real thin cardboard. Yep. And it looked at it like it had been used for moving a couple times. It had like it was poorly taped and I was like, "Oh, this looks bad." And I opened it up and there was like like a walmart sack full of paper or like uh, styrofoam peanuts thrown in there <laughs> so i'm like that that's not nearly enough to <laughs> protect this thing and uh i just remember opening it up looking at it going oh my gosh like i just spent a thousand bucks on this paid for shipping and i can't remember how to pay for shipping but it wasn't cheap and this guy just threw it in a box and threw whatever packing peanuts he had in there and it i mean it was a disaster so so there was that um was the amp okay it was fine shockingly i Gosh, yeah that's amazing the, i mean it, the box looked like it had you know tumbled down some stairs and like yeah 
who who knows what all happened to it. But yeah, it was fine. But I also had another one that was kind of bad. Um, somebody sent a guitar to me. You know how you have like two levels of boxes? You've got one box that's basically like the size of a, a guitar case that they ship, you know, just really cheap uh, guitars yeah. in. And then you've got your thick, like I just bought a Taylor, like double wall, cardboard, yeah. whatever. So anyway, somebody sent me a guitar in one of the cheap boxes, little flimsy boxes, and there was no case, no anything. It was just in there with a bunch of styrofoam peanuts in there. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, if this guitar is in one piece, I'll be dumbfounded. Sure enough, it comes out. And I'm like, there it is. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've had a couple experiences, and... um shockingly they usually make them there safely i'm i'm i haven't had a whole lot of damaged stuff which i'm gonna knock on wood and be happy about yeah so probably my worst and i've had a few that have been a little sketchy but for the most part everything shows up everything seems to be fine not as big of a deal but probably the worst was about a year and a half ago i bought a kemper toaster Okay, so I wanted the, which is the original. For those that don't understand the lingo, the toaster is the one that looks like an old 50s toaster. And when I purchased it, it came with the the floor remote. It came with uh, a Mission Expression pedal. And then it was the toaster in the green bag, like the camper bag. And I bought it on, on the gear page. And the guy ended up shipping it to me. And when I received it, it was the same type thing where it was like in a, Home Depot shipping box. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this box is huge. Like, yeah, you could fit a dozen Kemper toasters in this box. Like it was way too big. Yeah. And I, um, and it's like the, the corners are completely dented in. There's a hole in one of the sides and like packing peanuts are coming out of it and, and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if this is in one piece, it's going to be amazing. And uh, sure enough, you know, and for me, whenever I see a box like that, I take pictures of the box. Yeah. And then I, after I get done taking pictures of the box, I actually have one of my kids film me opening the box mm-hmm. so that if anybody ever wonders, okay, was this broken when you got it or not, they don't have to worry. And so they're filming me while I'm open this thing and I open it up and it's about half full with packing peanuts. Yeah. The Kemper is in its green bag sitting kind of like cock sideways a little bit. Uh, the remote is actually kind of laying on top of it with nothing surrounding it except for some bubble wrap. And the mission pedal is down at the bottom, just loose in it as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is not going to go over well because I, I can already see that this thing had basically been dropped from the plane with a parachute and this is this is not going to go well. Yeah. And it, kind of like what you're planning on doing with the Harry Styles pillow, somebody just tossed it out their window and let physics decide what was going to happen. And sure enough, I plug it in and it sounded awesome and it worked exactly like it should and there was zero issues. But that was definitely that was definitely bad. That was not so good. Now, Jason, when it comes to all of this, this seems like kind of some horror stories. Have you ever shipped something and it ended up becoming a horror story or had something shipped to you that became a horror story? No, not really. I mean, well, there was there was one thing I had, but I mean, I would say just because it could have easily become a horror story, but because of just the way I look at things, I guess, and and think about things. I just, I didn't make a big deal out of it, but I had a 75 deluxe reverb from a guy up in New York and he shipped it to me and he, he packed it great. He communicated everything great. Everything was awesome. But when I got it, um, there was a couple of the tubes had been, they were just rattling around inside just a couple, not all of them, just a couple. And so I thought, that doesn't seem right. So I, I emailed him and I go and well, I put him back in and nothing, you know, it wasn't turning on. So I emailed the guy and I go, Hey, did you have the tubes in the amp when you sent them? Cause I was trying to figure out whether he had taken them out on purpose or they got, you know, rattled out, of out. Yeah. Yeah. And so now he's like, no, they were in there whenever I sent them. I was like, all right. So I sent them to my guitar tech and he goes, you know, in the whole time he was super nice and he's like, just, you know, keep me updated, whatever. 
So I, I took it to my guitar tech and I think he ended up charging me 150 bucks to fix whatever it was. Something, something that happened. I don't really remember what it was. I wrote back and I told the guy, I was like, Hey, you know, good news. Everything's fixed. And uh, he goes, okay, how much was it? And I told him, you know, it ended up being 150 bucks or whatever. And um, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll split it with you or whatever. And I just told him, I, it was around Christmas time. I just told him, I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, I'm just happy it's working. I love the amp. It's in great shape. And, you know, I feel like you gave me a good deal on there. And I could tell, and I'd, I'd been in this situation before, when you're selling something sometimes because you need money to, you know, pay a bill or whatever, it's stressful because you don't want to use your use that money to pay the bill to you know whoever's happy with it. And I could kind of sense that from this guy. And so I just told him, I was like, hey, don't don't worry about it. I was like, I'm happy with the deal. You know, vintage amps, sometimes they require maintenance. A little TLC. Yeah, and so I handled it that way. And, you know, I could have got, you know, 75 bucks out of them or whatever. But just at the end of the day, I was really happy with the deal. And even with the additional 150 bucks on there, I still felt like I got a good deal on the amp. And yeah. it's in great shape. And, I mean, gosh, that was uh, maybe a year or two ago. And it's already... I mean, I'm sure it's already worth more than what I've got invested in it. Yeah. As far well, as- and actually, it's never a bad idea when you get a vintage amplifier, whether or not you bought it and somebody says, oh, I just had it serviced from my tech. Yeah. To send it to your tech. Yeah. And get it serviced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that's the only thing that potentially could have been bad, but it ended up being totally fine. And I man, I love that yeah. amp, too. So I, I have no regrets. Yeah, my biggest horror story was probably when I sold my ES-333. Now, for those of you that don't know, the biggest difference for me between an ES-335 by Gibson and an ES-333 by Gibson is actually on the back of the guitar, there is an access panel. So much like a Les Paul where you take off that back panel and you can get to the pots, well, on an ES-335, there is no access panel. And on an ES-333, which they only made for like two years, in like 2003 and 2004, they actually had the access panel on the back of that guitar. So to me, that was the biggest deal. And it was great because I could change the pickups and I could change the pots and I could do whatever I wanted with that guitar. Well, an ES-335, another big difference is that it has like the pearl inlay on where it says Gibson uh, on the headstock, whereas on the ES-333, it's just a silk screen gold, but it still had binding on the neck, still had dots on the neck. The pickups were ceramic in the ES-333, but in the ES-335, they're like the normal Alnico style pickups. All right. So I decided that I was going to sell this guitar and I put, put it up on the gear page. Somebody ends up buying it. They gave me exactly what I wanted for it, which was great. And I sell the thing off and ship it off. I've got great packing around it. I pack the inside of the case. It's actually not a Gibson case. It was like the TSA SKB case. So it was like an even nicer case yeah. than what came with it and everything. And so I had this thing just packed perfect. And I send it to the guy and the guy gets it. And he said, well, one of the weird things was that um, when I got it, I went to play it and it seemed like the neck was a little too bowed. Now, I like my necks nice and flat. So I was surprised and I was like, well, okay, well, what did you find? And he said when he took the truss rod cover off, what he found was the nut was just laying in the cavity underneath the truss rod and I went oh crud so what you're telling me is is that the truss rod broke off at the nut due to the amount of tension that was still on the neck at that time and he said so I understand you shipped it all that kind of stuff and you got insurance for it and all that kind of thing I don't know what to do and you could tell the guy was kind of panicking you know like I just spent like fourteen hundred dollars fifteen hundred dollars on this guitar and now it's worthless to me, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so I said to him, you know what? If you're willing to pay to have it shipped back, then ship it back. Yeah. And I'll refund your money. And so that's what he did. He paid to have it shipped back. Mm. And I said, don't worry about putting any insurance on it because it's already broke. Yeah. So just ship it back. So he shipped it to me and I looked at it and yeah, sure enough, it looked like it just popped off. It didn't even look like it twisted off. Like it was just 
broken in half. Wow. So I contact uh, USPS, who I shipped it with, and said, hey, this thing broke while it was shipping. I now have the guitar again. And what I would like is I would like the cost of my shipping back. And I would like uh, $350 because that's what it'll cost to fix this. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to just take the whole guitar. I just want you to fix the guitar. Yeah. And the response that I got was, we have denied your claim. Yeah. If you would like to dispute this, then you know, we'll give you one more shot. And I was like, yeah. okay, fine. So, so I dispute it. And when I dispute it, you know, I throw in a little bit of a sob story and say, you know, my grandfather, he worked for the USPS. Right. And when he was there, he had at least the understanding to know that when he messed up, he was going to take care of it and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. And, and sure enough, they sent me a check for $420 wow. to fix the guitar and return my shipping Dang. on it. And so I took all that and I put it into it and I went, okay, so now what is the guitar worth? And it was worth about 1200 bucks. I figured, um, in its condition because we were able to salvage the truss rod. We just had to dig into the neck and, uh, and I sold it to my brother, Paul. Gosh, you're one Bingo. of the few. Yeah. <laughs> you're one of the few <laughs> success stories of getting insurance money back from a shipping company. Yeah. I thought of another shipping horror story that I had. I actually do have one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so we've got a we've got a bonus. Okay, so shipping yeah, horror story. So my worst shipping nightmare, and I had totally forgotten about this. So, um, as you, you, I, I probably haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but I'm a big fan of this guitar player named Steve Warner. And <laughs> oh wow, people are really filling their bingo card now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he so. So I decided years ago, and I, I've alluded to this before, but I, I was going to build a Steve Warner type Telecaster. And so at the time, I couldn't find anybody that was doing lightweight, top-bound bodies that would do specific colors that, you know, would one, guarantee that it was lightweight. Because I'd ordered a couple before from like Warmoth or U.S. Custom Guitars, but they were they were all heavier than I wanted. So I wanted a lightweight and I wanted a specific color red to match his, and I wanted top binding only. That's all I wanted. And so I couldn't find a whole guitar that looked that way, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to order the body, and then I'll order a neck, and, I, and I'll put everything together. So I found this place out in California, and it's called, and I don't mind saying his name because I don't even know if he's in business anymore, but it was Banning Guitars, like B-A-N-N-I-N-G, Banning Guitars. Jason Banning was the guy's name. And so I talked to the guy, and I reached out, and I was like, hey, this is something that I'm I'm interested in doing. Here's kind of what I want. And I'd seen some of his work before and it looked great. And he's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I kind of, I went in and I put down the down payment on there or whatever. And I sent it and, you know, he would send me progress and then he would kind of disappear for a little while and send me more progress pictures. And um, I just kind of had a, the whole time I had a bad feeling about it. Like as soon as I sent the money, I was like, don't have a good feeling about this. And so I keep waiting and finally I, I start I start kind of I start off really nice but then I started kind of pressing him a little bit I was like hey you know it's been a while I, need, I you know let me let me know what's going on at least send me a picture you know let me know what's going on and so you could tell that kind of put him in gear a little bit so finally he's like hey I've just about finished with your body here's some pictures of it I'm gonna send it out and I looked at it, I was like dang that looks great it looks awesome so he sh- he sends it to me that's good yeah he sends he uh, he sends me a track number. You know, it shows up at my house. I'm so excited. So I open up this box. I look at it. I open it up, and I'm like, um, that's not right. He had put bubble wrap, like the big, like, one-inch bubbles, directly against the nitro finish of the guitar. (sighs) So it looked like every... Every you know, everywhere there was a bubble, there was an indention on the finish, and there were just bubbles everywhere. Oh. And I I emailed him a picture, and I go, um, I don't know what's going on here. It looks like the bubble wrap kind of left a mark. And he's like, you know, if you get some some polish, some finish, you can buff it out. And I'm like, I just spent you know however much at the time it was. It's probably like four hundred, five hundred bucks. It's like I just yeah. spent this much money on this body. I don't want to buff it out. I like, I'm, I, that's what I was thinking in my mind. I was like, I told him, I was like, I'll give it a shot. But in my mind, I was like, I shouldn't be having to do this. So I went to Walmart or whatever, you know, AutoZone and got some polish and tried to buff it out and it just wasn't budging. And so I just yeah. wrote him and I said, 
I'm sending it back. You know, I'd, I'd appreciate a refund on it. And he's like, you know, I can redo it. And I was like, no, at this point, I just had a bad feeling. Don't want it. But I think that the, you know, sending it from a hot climate to another hot climate in Texas probably wasn't great for it. Yeah. But the way he wrapped it probably wasn't great either. And so, so yeah, I do actually have that. Because I'd waited all that time for it. And, you know, shipping it just did not do it any favors. But the silver lining is... Through all that, I went through every manufacturer in the world to make my Steve Warner body, and I finally found Guitar Mill and Mario Martin over there, and uh, he made the perfect Steve Warner body for me that I love, and uh, it's amazing. So, yeah, well, yeah, and it is amazing. It actually looks great. It looks yeah. exactly like it should look. It's got all of the. Uh, it has that glazer bender in it, yes, which yes is it does. you know something that you were super excited about as well, and all that. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. all right, let's. I think it's time we wrap it up. So, right. do you have any other statements you would like to talk about when it comes to shipping? Um, yeah, I mean, I would just say, and in, in shipping's not always something that you want to do, but having that worldwide market and having the you know reverb and eBay and and gear page, it has just really opened up my ability to sell things. So, if I'm if I'm going straight Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, things may sit for a long time, but I can put stuff on the gear page and it sells within minutes. And so I just think having that and just just knowing whenever you're doing that, you're going to either have to take a hit on the shipping or you're going to have to add in that to your cost um, is something to consider. But definitely don't be afraid of it. You know, there's there's more buyers out there and people looking for stuff. And yeah, just don't don't be in a rush for it if you're shipping USPS. Yeah, definitely if you're shipping USPS, especially around Christmas time right now during a pandemic, um, for sure. And I would go with you on the exact same thoughts in the sense that if you're looking to not have any fees or anything like that, then sure. Craigslist, uh, Facebook Marketplace, that kind of stuff, that works out awesome. But if you're in a hurry or you don't mind taking the hit or it's just not selling locally, yeah, for sure. Uh, you got to look at other avenues that ship more statewide, nationwide, and of course, worldwide. Yeah. Well, that concludes our time of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. My name is Dr. T, and remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I love talking gear. Until next time. <laughs>